0: Uh-uh, don't touch that dial. There's excitement galore coming up in the next hour when you'll hear... Whoa. ...during another exciting episode of Chicken Man.
3: He's everywhere! He's everywhere!
0: The most fantastic crime fighter the world has ever known.
1: I Love Old Time Radio produces a new show every Monday through Friday, each day with a different theme. Fridays, we hope to say the secret word on You Bet Your Life. Welcome to our 400th episode. And this episode was originally aired on April 4th, 1951. And, George, what is the secret word?
4: Ladies and gentlemen, the secret word tonight is hand. H-A-N-D. Really? You bet your life! more than 3,000 DeSoto Plymouth dealers of America present Groucho Marx in You'll Bet Your Life, the comedy quiz series produced and transcribed from Hollywood. And here he is, the one, the only. Groucho! That's me, Groucho Marx!
5: Well, tonight we've got $5,500 for one of our couples, George. More than we've ever given away before. I hope somebody takes it away from me. It's been keeping me awake nights. Now then, Deacon Fennerman, who's first to try for the $5,500?
4: Well, Groucho, we invited some old-time Western characters to the program tonight. And just before we went on the air, our studio audience selected Mr. Fred Noller, And we invited an Indian to be his partner, Mr. Bill Wilkerson. And here they are, gentlemen. Meet Groucho Marx. Welcome, gentlemen. Welcome for the DeSoto
5: Plymouth Dealers. And if you say the secret word, uh, you'll divide $100. It's a common word, something you always have with you. Let's see, a wild Westner and an Indian, eh? Mr. Fred uh, Nala, you're the Wessner, I presume? Yep. Where are you from, uh, partner?
6: Arizona Territory. That's Arizona before it become a state.
5: Oh. How long you been out here?
6: No, I've been out here since uh, right after the war. Which war are you referring to? Uh, the last one.
5: <laughs> Bill, uh, Bill Wilkerson?
7: You're the you're the Indian, huh? Yes, sir. How? How? Because <laughs> my father and mother were Indian.
3: <laughs> <laughs> <Hood>. <laughs>
7: Where are you from, Bill? I was born in Indian territory. You two weren't neighbors, were you? Well, not quite. But I was born in Bartlesville. Indian territory, which is now Oklahoma. Oh.
5: Isn't Bill Wilkerson a kind of an odd name for an Indian?
7: Well, yes, but uh, we took that name from the missionaries about 160 years ago that were from Boston. Mm
5: -hmm. Is that all you took from them?
7: (laughs) That's all we were able to take at that time. (laughs) Well, don't you have a tribal name? I have my own Indian name. Uh, What is that? Okonstatta. Oh, well, I used to play
5: it three-handed. I'd never played the... Uh... <laughs>
3: how,
5: did, how did you get that name?
7: An old Indian lady by the name of Terrapin. Gave terrapin? Me the terrapin, like a dryland turtle. And she prophesied that I would talk and sing before many strange people.
5: Well, you couldn't get a stranger crowd in this out here.
3: Huh?
5: <laughs> are, are you married, Bill? Yes, sir. Well, you're a brave all right. Uh, do, do Indians have a regular marriage contract, or is it just a kind of a blanket contract?
3: In the old days, it was a
7: blanket contract. Today, we have to abide by the rules and regulations. What
5: tribe are you from, uh, Bill?
7: I'm a Cherokee.
5: Is that so? Did you know I was a Blackfoot?
7: You don't look like
5: one. Well, I'm not a Blackfoot Indian. I'm just a Blackfoot. Uh, There's cheap socks I wear. Oh. Indian who was a lawyer, he was a Sioux Indian. Do you know any of
3: them? <laughs>
5: <laughs> Well, old timer, what sort of work do you do?
6: I work down at uh, Knott's Berry Farm down here in Orange County.
5: Knott's Berry Farm? Mm-hmm. I know what it's not, but what is it?
6: Well, it's a berry farm. A fella by the name of Knott started it. <laughs>
5: What is what is a berry farm?
6: Well, it's a pretty good-sized spread now. He's got three, 400 acres there, and he's got uh, big chicken dining rooms and steakhouse where he serves a lot of people.
5: How many people do you feed out there?
6: Well, uh, I reckon about the biggest time ahead was last Father's Day. There was about 11,000 a little over out there for dinners. On
5: Father's Day you saved 11,000 dinners? That's right. Well, that's typical. 11,000 mothers decided to celebrate <laughs> Father's Day. <laughs> old man, take them all out to
3: dinner. (laughs) Now let's
5: see how well you work together as a team. Now in just one minute, you're going to play your bet your life for a chance at $5,500. But first, there's something of importance I want you to hear about.
4: When you drive the new 1951 DeSoto, you'll enjoy added comfort and pleasure. Thanks to DeSoto's famous Oroflow shock absorbers, a longer wheelbase, and a full cradled ride. Yes, no other car rides like a DeSoto. And DeSoto also gives you a wonderful feeling of safety and security. Just suppose you need to stop and in a hurry. Well, DeSoto's big new 12-inch brakes will quickly bring you to a safe, smooth stop. No other car in America has larger brakes. And DeSoto's chair-high seats let you sit up comfortably with a full view of the road ahead. There's more visibility, too, with the new, wider, deeper windshield and rear window. And should a blowout occur, DeSoto's safety rim wheels help keep the car under control. Well, that, folks, should give you a pretty good idea of the new DeSoto's greater safety. And when you add to that its extra comfort, you'll discover why DeSoto is your best buy. For the years ahead. So visit your DeSoto Plymouth dealer tomorrow and see this beautiful 1951 DeSoto for yourself.
5: Now let's see if you'll get the chance at the $5,500. George, Mr. Fenneman, would you mind explaining the rules? to this old trapper over here.
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs> you uh, bet as much of your $20 as you want on each of four questions, and the couple that earns the most money gets a chance at the $5,500 DeSoto Plymouth question at the end of the show.
5: All right, here we go. Let's see how high I can build your $20. You selected fighting presidents. Here's your first question. How much of the 20 will you bet?
7: Make it about 18. Go ahead.
3: Might as well shoot
6: me. Yeah, who cares? <laughs> 18. Just Th- one thing. If we don't win, you won't be too disappointed, will you?
3: <laughs>
5: no, I won't, but I think you will. I want everybody to win on this Thank show. You. Thank you. It's not my money. Now, what was the...
3: <laughs> what
5: was the name of the president who led the Union forces during the Civil War? Grant. Grant. U.S. Grant is a right. If your followers are on your way. You have $38. Remember, you're going for $5,500. Now, how much of the $38 will you bet on your second question?
7: 35 and a half. 35
3: right.
5: 35 and a half. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and a half. What is the name of the president who saved with the 129th field artillery during the First World War? Truman. Harry Truman is right. He's an Indian. I'm a monkey's uncle. And <laughs> don't think that couldn't be true.
3: <laughs>
4: you have 30... Uh, 70... Th-
5: <laughs> Get this massive
4: mathematician here. <laughs> I had it for a minute. Where do you
5: live? I bet you don't know where you live. Yes, I
4: do. Fifteen three hundred. <laughs> live up Oh, there you are. <laughs> You don't. You
3: have. Uh... Here it you is, right here. <inaudible> All right. Seventy-three
5: dollars and fifty cents. All right. Now, uh, how much of this are you going to risk this time?
6: Seventy-three.
5: No, $70. 70 Leave three in the hand. Let me get a hamburger out of this. Cheap said he hopes to get enough for a hamburger out of this. What was <laughs> <Yeah. Now, he's laughs> the name <laughs> of the president who was a major general in the Civil War? He was assassinated by a disappointed office seeker.
6: You did eat see which side of the fence he was on good <laughs> could have been in the south or the Yankees, you know. Oh, Oh, I'm sorry uh,
5: yeah. It was James Garfield There's only been three presidents assassinated You should have known that You now have $3.50
3: <laughs>
5: See how quickly Fenneman figured that out yeah. <laughs> Well, let's you know. see sure. All well, right, know. here's your last chance to be the other couple How much will you bet? Everything? Oh, sure. Uh, what is the name of the president who was the hero of the Battle of New Orleans? He was called Old Hickory. Andrew Jackson. Andrew Jackson is right.
3: All right, <laughs> <laughs> uh, wait
5: a minute, fellas. Uh, we can't let you go away with just $7, so... Oh, uh, you can't even get a hamburger $7. <laughs> can't have anybody going away from here broke. I'll give you one more question, get it right, and you win $10. No help from the audience, please. In what sport do you wear tennis shoes? In
3: tennis is <laughs> right! <laughs>
5: So sort
4: of Deal. Uh, We invited some people to the show tonight, Groucho, who give intelligence tests. And just before we went on the air, our studio audience selected Mrs. Jean Judson. Her partner is a married man from the audience, Mr. William Scher, and here they are. Folks, come in here and meet Groucho Marx.
5: Well, welcome to You Bet Your Life. Say the secret word and divide $100 between you. It's a common word, something you always have with you. Well, let's see. We have an intelligence tester here. I was smart, I'd leave by the back door and quietly. <coughs> Mrs. Jean uh, Judson, you're the intelligence tester, eh? Uh, where are you from, uh, Jean?
2: I'm from all over, Groucho.
5: You're from all over, Groucho? I wish you were. <laughs> Where are you from specifically, Jean?
2: I was born in Chicago, Groucho. You were born in Chicago? Yes. Then I went to Kansas, then to Idaho. Been to Minnesota.
5: What were you doing? Were you selling vacuum cleaners? (laughs) Why were you tripsing and traipsing around the country? Well,
2: my father's job changed, and then my mother's job changed, and then I finally got out of college and found my own.
5: Found your own mother and father? (laughs) No. (laughs) That's kind of sad, a woman searching all over America for her parents. Where were they at the time? Were they with you when you were born? I think so. Well, that's handy, I think. Now, what's your hometown, uh, William uh, Shearer? Louisville, Kentucky. Louisville, Kentucky, huh? What sort of work do you do? do, uh,
6: Well, when I was on the road, I sold uh, ladies' lingerie. Well,
5: that's pleasant. (laughs) Intimate. Uh, What are you doing now?
2: Well, I'm waiting for my orders to report to the Army. I'm drafted. Oh,
5: well, I don't know what to say about that, except that uh, that is not the ideal place to sell lingerie. <laughs> <laughs>
3: so
5: you're married, do you? Yes, I am. My you wife... said you don't look it. You look like you're enjoying yourself. <laughs>
3: are
5: you sure you're married? Well, five years. Well, could you prove it? Could you let me see your marriage license? I don't have those with me. Slippery, aren't you? Huh? <laughs> I'll bet you $10 right now I can prove you're not married. You want to bet? I haven't got ten bucks. Well, I lose. If you don't have ten bucks, you're married, all right. Yes, you do. Thank
3: you.
5: You ought to get acquainted with the Indian we had out here. He can lend you money, he's got a couple of bucks at home. I keep on chattering, I'll not only prove I'm a dope, but also that I'm broke. (laughs) Let's talk about this intelligence testing. Uh, Who do you work for, Jean? Oh, I forgot I was talking to intelligence. I beg your pardon. Whom do you work for? have to be careful. Somebody Mm -hmm. from the New Yorker might be listening. (laughs) (laughs) Who do you work for, Jean?
2: I work for the Educational Testing Service.
5: What kind of a racket is that? What do they do?
2: We test the high school seniors who are applying for entrance into college.
5: Let me see you try it on... uh, Bill over here, huh? Ask him some questions. Go ahead, Gene.
2: Well, um, Bill, if it takes three men six days to finish a job, how many men can finish that same job in 12 days?
6: I'd say four.
5: Well, why don't you? <laughs> uh, now, what would you say? Would you say he's right?
2: No, the right answer, answer to that is a man and a half. <coughs>
5: That may be the right answer, but where are you going to hire a half a man? (laughs) Of course, you could hire one, but I won't be out of work until summer. (laughs) Now, Jean, I don't think that was a fair question. Try another one where the answer is a whole man. (laughs) Now, go ahead. What's another of your test uh, questions?
2: Well, here's one for you, Groucho. If, If you see a train approaching very fast on a track... And you see It's a that good place for it. And if you see that the, a piece of rail is missing from the track, what would you do?
5: I Find... get off and take the American Airlines.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, I have a choice of what?
2: You have a choice of three answers. Would you look for a piece of missing rail to fit in? Would you call an ambulance? Or would you signal the engineer to stop the train?
5: Well, let's see. Is, is the train going north or south?
3: It <laughs>
2: It
5: doesn't matter, huh? No. It would to me if I was on the train. (laughs) Okay, let's say I call an ambulance. Am I right?
2: No, you should signal the engineer to stop the train.
5: That's not true. By the time I figured out the question, the correct thing to do would be to call an ambulance. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I've learned a lot about intelligence Uh, quotients. Is that what you call it? That's right. Now, let's see if you two are smart enough to run your $20 into more than our other couples. And then you can take away the $5,500 from me. Now, uh, Mr. Fenneman, that's George, is offstage to remind our listeners how much the first couple won.
4: The Western character and The Indian won $7. All
5: right, here we go. Let's see how high I can build you $20. You selected famous hotels. Here's your first question. How much will you bet? 18 He's an undercover man. He used oh, to sell lingerie. Yeah. <laughs> In what city is the Palmer House Hotel? Chicago. Chicago, Chicago! <laughs> and on your way, you have $38. Remember, you're going for $5,500 tonight. That's the most we ever had. How much of your $38 are you going to bet this time?
3: Mm-hmm.
5: How much? $35. 35 In what city is the Mark Hopkins Hotel? Oh. <laughs> Atlantic City? Oh, I'm sorry, kids. It's San Francisco. You should have known that. It's a very famous hotel, and you've been on the road all these years. You have three dollars now. Oh, that's a shame. Here's your third question How much of the three are you going to bet?
2: I've got to bet it all.
5: (laughs) And what city is the townhouse hotel? Boston? Los Angeles. It's right down here on Wilshire Boulevard. They've gone another question. This is for ten dollars. If we get this right, I'll give you ten dollars. And please, no coaching. Now think carefully. This is a toughie. Who is this Grant's tomb? Grant.
3: General Grant is right.
5: <laughs> Thanks for good luck from the South of
4: Now, Gracho, we invited some beauty contest winners to the program tonight, and just before we went on the air, our studio audience selected Vera Miles. Her partner is a bachelor, Mr. Victor Destney. Folks, come in here and meet Groucho Marx. Well, welcome for the DeSoto Plymouth dealer. Say the secret
5: word and you'll divide $100. It's a common word, something you always have with you. A beauty contest winner, now you're talking. This calls for a little closer inspection. Well, your name is uh, Vera Miles? Yes, that's right. That's a very pretty name and you're a very beautiful girl. Well, where are you from?
2: I'm originally from Kansas.
5: From Kansas? Mm-hmm. May I ask how old you are? 20. Well, I, I'm, a, I'm a man of very few words, Vera. How about joining me at a big party after the show? Would you like that?
2: It sounds like a lot of fun.
5: How do you know it'll be a lot of fun? You don't even know who's going to be there. You want to know, Vera?
2: Yes, who's going to be there?
5: Just you and I. <laughs> Does that still sound like fun? Answer yes or no, Vera. No. You don't have to answer quite so quickly. (laughs) Couldn't you at least cogitate about this thing a little bit? Why wouldn't you like to go out with me uh, after the show?
2: Well, I'm married.
5: Well, for a man a few words, I certainly can talk myself out on a limb. (laughs) Are you married? Yes. Mr. Victor Desney, uh, you're uh, still here, are you? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Pardon me for ignoring you, but it's the best I can do at the moment. (laughs) Where were you born, Mr. Desney?
8: I was born in Montenegro. Well, how long
5: uh, since, you've, uh, since you were in Montenegro?
8: I left when I was just a baby. I went to Albania, the home of my parents. Uh-huh.
5: I must be slipping. I'm standing next to a beauty contest winner. And <clears throat> what am I doing? I'm talking about Yugoslavia and Albania. <laughs> what are some of the beauty titles you've held?
2: I was first Miss Chamber of Commerce, and Miss... then Miss Wichita, and then Miss Kansas, and uh, Miss Texas Grapefruit.
5: Were you... A... Yeah. up? <laughs> Sir? Miss Texas uh, Grapefruit? Yes. Was your father a or
2: <laughs> <laughs> And uh, recently I've been chosen Miss New Made Margarine. And I had the honor to represent Kansas in the Miss America pageant.
5: Uh-huh. Tell us something about the Miss America contest. How long does it take to select a, a Miss America?
2: Uh, it takes a week so that the judges can uh, completely get acquainted with the girls. <laughs> and,
5: Those fools that go out for the Supreme Court, huh?
3: <laughs> well,
5: Victor, old boy, I'm sorry I'm neglecting you. It's not that I'm forgetting you exactly. It's just that I'm not thinking of you, that's it.
8: <laughs>
3: Victor,
5: suppose uh, Vera wasn't married and you saw her walking along the street in Albania. How would you uh, approach her and make a date with her?
8: Oh, I wouldn't do that.
5: You wouldn't, huh? No. He... Well, you can go back behind the Iron Curtain, you know. <laughs>
8: well, it is not allowed for a man in Albania to talk to a girl on the street. If uh, if it's absolutely necessary, for instance, like, to ask for a direction, he has to go across the street and then holler at her.
5: <laughs> he has to cross the street and holler at her if he wants a direction? That's right. Suppose that isn't the question he wants to ask. <laughs> How is, she, how is she going to be able to reach him and slap his face?
3: <laughs> Unless she's
5: got the arm of a gorilla. In that case, he wouldn't want her. Now, Victor, do they have bathing beauty contests in Albania?
8: No. The, the do they bathe in Albania? Yes, they do, but the women are not allowed to expose their bodies in public. If they, if they want to go to the beach, they have to go to a separate, to a separate beach where, they, where the men can't see them.
5: what's the sense of bathing, then? (laughs) Do they wear bathing suits on the women's beaches?
8: Yes, they do. What kind? French bathing suits? Oh, no. They they are much longer, and they cover much more.
5: How do you know? I thought men couldn't see them. (laughs) Victor, you would fit right in, down at Muscle Beach, down in Santa Monica. Well, Vic, you've learned something of American women tonight. Do you think you'd prefer to marry an Albanian or an American woman? Now, think carefully now.
8: Well, Mr. Marx, this is very difficult to answer. The American women have charm, personality, and they are good companions. But the Albanian women are more humble and devoted to their husbands, especially have lovely hands.
5: Victor, you said hands, and you and Vera are going to split a hundred dollars between you. There you are, my lad. There's fifty for you and fifty for you, Vera. Thank you? Now what were you saying about the girls over there? You say they work uh, harder and they're more devoted to their husbands. Yes, they. Were. I say.
3: <laughs>
5: well, what I would do if I was you is to marry an American girl, and if you want devotion, get yourself a Saint Bernard dog. <laughs> Well, you make a very attractive couple, and and it's been a pleasure talking to you, and I'm sorry you're married, Vera. But uh, as happens to all men. Now, uh, you're going to play your bet your life, For you beat our other two couples, and you'll get a chance at the $5,500 to Soda Plymouth question.
4: I can't tell you how much the other couples won, but George is
5: offstage to remind our listeners.
4: The Western character and the Indian are still leading with $7.
5: Here we go. Let's see how high I can build you $20. You selected songs by Groucho Marx. Is that right? Mm Mm-hmm.
2: We bet nineteen.
5: You're betting nineteen dollars. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Once I was happy, but now I'm forlorn, like an old coat that is tattered and torn. I'm left in this wide world to fret and to mourn, betrayed by a girl in her teens. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm terribly. The man on the flying trapeze. Oh, geez. I know I sing very badly, but I thought you'd recognize that. You now have one dollar.
2: <laughs>
5: okay, here's the second one. How much of the dollar you gonna bet?
2: Dollar. A dollar.
5: Boys and girls together, we could sing and waltz while Chico played the organ. da 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 da. da, da, da. Oh, uh, that's close enough. On the sidewalks right. of New York. Okay. Well, you're climbing a little bit. You have two dollars now. Ah, uh, you're a way up there, Very. You're the up to two dollars. Now, how much are you gonna bet on this one? All of, it. All of it? Something. The wild is made for fun and frolic. And so do I. And so do I. Something it's well to be all melancholy. Mm-hmm. To fine inside. Mm-hmm. To pine and mm-hmm. inside. But mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I I love to spend mm-hmm. my time
6: and I don't is know get a
5: chance to mm-hmm. sing. Why well, you got four dollars? Is your last chance to be the other couples? How much of the
2: four
5: dollars are you gonna bet?
2: You bet all of it.
5: You're gonna bet all of it. That was a shame that one question. Okay, <laughs> okay. is your last chance to be the other couples you're gonna bet four dollars? da 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 They say such things and they do strange things. And da-da-da-da-da-da. da i will never go there anymore. The, um, the,
3: uh, the Bowery. The Bowery,
2: that's right. you can't
4: say you did come through because your $8 total means that you get the chance at the DeSoto Plymouth $5,500
3: question.
5: Well, I'll ask them the big question in just one minute.
4: Here it is the first week in April, and time to start thinking about getting your car ready for the warmer spring and summer months ahead. To put it in tip-top shape, to add more life and real pep to the engine mile after mile after mile, bring your car to a DeSoto Plymouth dealer for a spring tune-up. Here you get treated fairly and squarely, and you get expert service. For the mechanics at a DeSoto Plymouth dealer are trained in factory methods. And they use factory-designed and approved equipment. They'll inspect your car thoroughly, give your engine a complete tune-up, and check the electrical system. And they'll see to it that the radiator is drained and flushed, the chassis is inspected and lubricated, and do the countless other jobs that will assure you of thousands of miles of trouble-free driving. So no matter what kind of car you own, stop in for that really thorough spring tune-up. At the sign of a DeSoto Plymouth dealer. Any of the more than 3,000 authorized DeSoto Plymouth dealers will be happy to serve you promptly, efficiently, and at a fair price. All right, Groucho, and here's the um, the beauty contest winner and the bachelor. Would you come over here, please? The winning couple, all ready for the DeSoto Plymouth $5,500 question.
5: All right, here we go. For $5,500, I'll give you 15 seconds to decide on a single answer between you. Think carefully, and, of course, no help in the audience. Here it is. One of our greatest men isn't as well-known as he should be. See if you can tell me who he is for $5,500. He was our first Chief Justice of the Supreme Court... Who was
3: it? All
5: right, what's the answer you two have decided upon? Sorry. Johnson. No. No, it's uh, it's John J. Oh. J. A. Y. Oh,
2: I knew. I'm
5: terribly sorry. Well, that means the big question next week will be worth $6,000. Well, you lost the big money, but you won $8 in the quiz. Congratulations, and, oh, $100 for the... Oh, you got $108? Well, that's not too bad.
3: (laughs) Congratulations,
5: and thanks to both of you, and to all of our contestants on the show tonight.
3: Thank you.
5: Just be sure to visit
4: your Desoto Plymouth, dealer. Folks, here's a reminder from the National Safety Council. Don't stick your neck out in traffic. you bet your life. Transcribed from Hollywood is produced by John Goodell. Directed by Robert Dwan and Bernie Smith. Music by Jerry Fielding.
0: In our last very exciting episode, the wonderful white-winged weekend warrior, en route to becoming the first man to fly the Atlantic, paused briefly in his trip to call upon a transatlantic jet airliner, also soaring high in the sky. Hello? Anybody in there? Indeed there is, for as the winged warrior patiently waits for an answer at the door of the sleek jet aircraft... Uh, aren't you gonna tell him what I'm wearing? Oh, the feathered fighter is wearing a full-length yellow raincoat with yes. matching hood... Inside the transatlantic airborne aircraft. This is your captain speaking.
2: Captain, you're making a mistake.
0: Please do not
4: panic.
2: Captain, if you tell the passengers we're under attack by a yellow raincoat bird, there will be nothing but panic.
1: Miss Marmel,
4: there will be no panic aboard this ship.
1: There will be. There
4: will not be. I will speak to them calmly. The strength and security inherent in my voice will prevent panic.
1: All right. This is your captain speaking. My name, Milton C. Mingle. <laughs> no. Please do not, nothing to fear. You
2: Captain, you're making a grievous error that will haunt you to your dying day.
4: Now hear
2: this. Captain,
4: it would appear that on the surface, a yellow raincoat bird scout has attached itself to this plane. Oh. Oh. Wow. Good yes. Job. There's no reason. All right,
1: this Don't is... mingle here.
0: After... Meanwhile, outside the aircraft.
4: Hey, you want to open up in there? Thank you.
2: Yes? May I help you?
4: Yes, I wonder if I could uh, step in for a few minutes. you
2: have a ticket? Uh, no,
4: I don't, but I have several credit cards what? here. I said, listen, could I just step in for a second? Well,
2: I don't know. It's
4: really very taxing for me to keep up with your great
2: speed. Oh, all right. Come on in.
4: <sighs> Thank you. Boy. I'm
2: really not permitted to take on extra passengers in mid-flight. Oh,
4: I don't want to pass You don't? Oh, no. I just want to use your... What? Wrap. I just want to... Uh... Yes? Could I get my
0: canteen refilled?
2: I'll have to check with the captain.
0: Well... Will the captain permit Chicken Man to fill his canteen? And speaking of the captain, it would appear he has regained his composure and is all right, except for that name. Be listening tomorrow for another exciting episode in the life of the most fantastic crime fighter the world has ever known.
1: You're listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. Welcome back. Wow. And amazing that the winning couple got a chance at the big money with only $8. But still, no big winner. The last contestant was Vera Miles, who represented Kansas in the 1948 Miss American Pageant, where she placed fourth. During her appearance on You Bet Your Life, she was married to stuntman Bob Miles, But in 1945, she appeared in Tarzan's Hidden Jungle as the leading lady Jill Hardy with Tarzan actor Gordon Scott, who she would marry in 1956. She was up for the leading role in Hitchcock's Vertigo, but due to her pregnancy, the role went to Kib Novak, with whom Hitchcock clashed. Hitchcock casted her in another role, a role she would play twice, once in 1960 and the other in 1983 as Lila Crane, sister to Marion Crane, victim of Norman Bates in Psycho. And that's going to conclude our show here on I Love Old Time Radio. This program can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Stitcher, Spotify, and on our host, Anchor.fm. You can listen to us on your Alexa device through TuneIn or iHeartRadio. For a full list, visit our website, I love and to find the best location that suits you like us on Facebook at I love old time radio follow us on Twitter at I love OT radio comments and questions can be directed to our website at I love old or leave a voice message using the anchor.fm app if you'd like to help support this show you can do so at support. I or by joining our vintage radio club and get an extra episode a week. The Shadow returns on Monday, and Grouch will be back next Friday for some more You Bet Your Life. For com. this is Herschel Vinny, signing off.